Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? Hello. We are back for another episode of the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. I'm actually really psyched for this episode. Be buzzing. I am buzzing. We'll get to that in a second. If you're joining us for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. I am Jem Yildiz. And this is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the millennial podcast. So I'm really excited, Jem, about this episode because I'm just going to put it out there. This, for me, is our We F***ing Told You So episode. <laughs> Don't you think so? I think so. I think so. So um, the Future of Work Commission report has just been published recently. Uh, at this point, it's probably about a month ago. Yeah. Um, but at the time of recording, it's just recently been published. And I'm not really surprised by any of the findings that that we've pulled out, to be honest. Um, it's quite a long document, so... Um, Actually, that is the shorter version that we're going to share, but there is a yeah. longer, longer document. <laughs> oh, that's the short version. That's the, the cliff notes. That's the short one. And it's 20 well, pages long. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll put a link to the, the shorter version. And if you've got um, a lot of time on your hands. And if hands, you've got you time to read 20 pages worth of uh, commission report, then you can do. But um, most of the key points are basically things that I feel like we've been saying for the whole four years we've been doing this freaking podcast. Yeah, I think a lot of this... Re- How much did these people get paid? I'm sorry, I'm really on fire with this one. Are you feeling like you should have been brought in as like an advisor? How much did these fuckers get paid? Probably a lot. Sorry, this is a highly explicit episode because I'm just... I'm and Wayne's I'm, just I'm, dropping all kinds of I'm F-bombs. angry, I'm excited, I'm passionate. I'm, I'm, anno- I'm, I'm annoyed. More Anger is the highest... Of those emotions. The thing is, I think a lot of this stuff... Frustration. Okay, Wayne, calm yourself down. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I'll let you talk for a minute. Cheers, mate. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of this research has kind of been batting around. I think a lot of people, these companies that have been doing the research, have been showing it to the governments and saying, hey, guys, you need to kind of take note of this. This is happening. And before people are saying, well, automation's coming. And I think what's happened now is the government has said, actually, this is a real threat. I think a lot of things like Uber suddenly taking over a whole industry, Amazon taking over loads of industries, you've got all this stuff that's happening. I think the government are starting to see, actually, all these theories that we had of what was happening is actually starting to take place. They're probably seeing jobs being like cold. You're seeing businesses move to their, in, their industry like to other countries and using technology instead of workers. And I think it's just something now that they've kind of realized, okay, this is seriously happening and we aren't doing anything about it. And what I really like to see, but it's kind of scary and we've spoke about it so many times is actually they've put a massive emphasis on education and that actually 
wait a minute, maybe we aren't teaching the kids the right stuff and maybe it's not quick enough that the way we're changing education. And I think they're seeing, if you look at this report, they're proper focusing on the idea that actually things are changing too quickly, number one, to school people and what they should be learning or to make them work ready. But at the same time, people aren't upskilling themselves. So actually you've got this whole industry or the whole society of people who have got skills up to a certain standard, but actually the, the skills you're needing are changing day by day. And suddenly they're saying, well, actually, it's not just the kids that aren't educated. It's actually the people who are currently in our workforce don't know how to upskill themselves so they can carry on being of value to the market. Okay, that took a lot of effort for me, not to just every 10 seconds go, yeah, no fucking shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Because all of this stuff, and we'll, we'll break, we're going to break it down. Uh, but m- pretty much all of this stuff, as I say, is stuff that we've been talking about for a long time. It's stuff that we, lowly podcasters, have been saying for a long time. Um, and not just us, by the way. Like, I'm not going to take full credit for that. But a lot of influencers, as you say, um, very educated people um, in this space have been saying for quite a while. And... The, the reason I'm so frustrated and the reason I'm so, I've got so passionate about this is the fact that everybody's been saying it for a long time and then they've put, had to put out a commission to go, oh yeah, maybe we should have listened for the last 10 years. Maybe we should have actually paid attention to what the hell was going on in the world. And maybe, maybe we should actually consider the fact that our education system is broken is outdated, is fucked. <laughs> I was listening to some Gary V, and for the first time, Gary V really got granular about education. And he went on a rant, and real rant, um, saying some of the stuff that we've said for a while about mobile phones in the classroom. He said, um, I don't understand why still a massive part of our education is to learn facts and figures when it's in the fucking palm of your fucking hand and you can look it up on fucking Google. I'm sorry. I'm throwing the F-bombs out there, but it's so frustrating that it has taken four years of us podcasting and all the time before that of all all the other professionals and academics and stuff for finally governments to understand what's going on and it's taken a freaking commission when it really just takes some basic common freaking sense i don't understand why we're in this position i don't understand why the school system has has been adamant not it's not even just like they've ignored it they have been adamant that there is nothing wrong with the system. They have been adamant that smartphones should not be in the classroom. They've been adamant that technology has no place in the classroom to the degree that it should do. They have been adamant since day one of mobile phones, let alone smartphones. They have been adamant that that is not conducive to good education. Mm. Well, I think it's just moved massively away from the, of what education is. I think it now, I think they've brushed it's been brushed under the mat for so long, and I think until it has an implication on the economy, and they can see, oh, actually, this is going to have an effect on us as a society and as on the economy. If they start seeing people unemployed, then it's something they take notice. It's kind of like you don't know, you don't focus on something until it becomes a big enough irritation. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be their kind of approach. And I think it's got to the point where they're so far behind that what it will take now to change education is a complete 
knock everything down and rebuild again because I just don't think the schooling system has has it in him in its current state to be good enough to kind of kind of to teach young people what the kind of skills they are going to need because mm-hmm. we've spoke about it many times the skills are not now the learning part is the ability to self-learn is ability to stay up to date it's the ability to kind of focus on the technology and kind of that's the thing like it's all that whole work readiness it seems that education system at the moment is not about work readiness it is about kind of producing academics yeah it's literally kind of and i just think it's so dangerous and that's why i think so many young people are coming out and so confused because number one the businesses can't get the skills from them and i just think it's going to need something incredible whether that means people are kind of learn like you can school from home and you're going to watch videos or you're going to go into a class or you're going to have businesses who say you know what don't go to your local school let's go to samsung college and it, that that company or apple campus and you're going to go to a school based on a business that probably needs those skill sets or amazon school and they can basically teach you stuff through amazon and then you'll turn up to your amazon class and then learn stuff that's relevant how to code on alexa how to i know these kind of things are the way i see it going and i think i even heard someone lately was like what if you i think it might have been gary v actually what if you just focus on the best teachers in the world in certain subjects or certain knowledge or people who are those thought leaders in those areas just to get your brain tinkering of what's coming Mm -hmm. and i think that's what i do like about gary v and i think if there's children or young people who are at school and are listening to that sort of stuff you're very, very aware of the market, what it is in its current state. Because mm-hmm. he's producing content daily, you're seeing what's happening in live time, whereas schools seem to be like 10, 15 years behind. Whereas even we say about universities now, you can't, a lecturer can't just walk into class and talk about mobile without suddenly talking about like AI or start talking about augmented reality now. He has to be right up to date with mm-hmm. where it's at because otherwise you're teaching something that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You probably don't have these teachers banging on about html anymore maybe in computer classes because then it's gone to a whole nother level so i just think it's kind of they've they've seen this that actually education needs to be fluid it's not a one-shot thing it needs to be someone that's constantly progressing progressing and actually with the times Uh, about freaking time i think our education system has been stuck in this kind of pseudo victorian era for the last 30 40 years and it's about Frickin' time. Anyway, we're almost the third through the episode and we haven't actually broken down anything that's in the commission. So I just kind of want to run through the first couple of points that, that have been pulled out and, and kind of get a conversation started on those. And then we'll go down to the more kind of specific stuff. But as a general kind of thing, uh, the commissioner of the uh, report um, said, quote, uh, we must build a future where technology is used to enhance workers, not replace them. Point number one. I'm going to throw in point number two as well because I think it's part of a wider conversation. So um, another thing that was pulled out, schools should prioritise creativity and interpersonal skills alongside digital and tech-related skills and that lifelong learning is available to everyone. We think that human creativity lies at the heart of the work of the future and a fulfilling work life. So... I think those two points kind of very much tied together Mm -hmm. because I think one is the kind of greater vision and one is kind of the solution. I think the main point is, and again, this is what we've been saying, is creativity and interpersonal skills and digital tech-related skills. Because we're at a point now where most life skills, in many ways, um, fall into creativity 
or interpersonal skill. And if they don't fall into those two categories, can be automated through technology. It's true. Managing finances, for example, a life skill, but can now be automated through technology. I can have an app on my phone that when I spend uh, £3.75 goes, I'll take that 25p that would and round it up to £4, take that 25p and I'll put it in a pot for you so you've got that to come to later. I can have a computer program do that for me. I don't even have to freaking think about it, right? So the main thing, the main focus really, more than anything else, needs to be creativity, interpersonal skills and using technology in those respects to to basically leverage yourself. Yeah. And that's what we've been saying for so freaking long. Yeah, and I think as well, it's, it's, I think the government see that actually probably a huge amount of the workforce is made up by people in industries and in jobs that are going to be automated. And I think, like, I don't want to put all the blame, like I say, it's not all the blame is on the governments. Unfortunately, we've been trained from schooling like that. But then we've, we've been saying on the podcast for many times, if you can figure out that actually your job is of that caliber. I say to like, it's weird when I get in like an Uber now and I think, oh, look, loads of people become an Uber drivers, but like give it five years and that job don't exist because now mm -hmm. it's an automated car. Yeah. And I think it does take some self-awareness on the part of the person in that role to be like, okay, where is this industry moving and how mm -hmm. can it be made better? And I think that's the bit where people kind of get stumped because they say, okay, I've lost my job. But then it's like, okay, well, what if you could think about what's changing and where would be a better place to head for? And I think that's the problem. And like we say, that creativity is not there. Like we're going to free up a lot of time from shitty jobs, but then we can solve bigger problems that are more meaningful. And I think uh -huh. that's the kind of goal. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's literally like you've created these citizens that it's the complete opposite skill set for what you want. You want creativity and meaningful impact on stuff that matters, yet you tell them that you've been taught to do menial tasks for something that you just feel like a cog in. And so it's like you're asking for a complete 360 on people's mentalities. Yeah, you are. And I think this is where <clears throat> kind of what... Um the commissioner John Evans was trying to mitigate when he said about enhancing workers, not replacing them. Cause there's a massive fear at the minute. There's a massive fear that, um, all the jobs are going to be automated and whatnot. And the point I think is, and again, something we've talked about for a long time, the jobs that most people rely on that we have been taught to kind of go after, um, is the irony of it really the jobs that we've been the jobs that involve numbers the jobs that involve formulas are the jobs that we've always been taught are the ones that pay good money really in most respects and um, those are the jobs that are going to be automated so there's this massive massive fear but what John Evans is saying or this is at least how I interpret it is actually what kind of what you were saying, which is actually don't worry about the automation because the automation is going to make your, make it easier for you to do a better job. And it's about, as you were saying, automating the menial stuff so that you can think about the bigger things. I think about, uh, the PA work that I do. I spend a lot of time trying to systemize the menial stuff that could be automated. And I put a lot of time into that so that eventually the systems run so well that the only thing I have to worry about is managing the actual system itself rather than the system's output. Um, and then the only other thing I need to do then is work on helping my client build her business. 
from a creative standpoint and a vision standpoint and going, okay, well, actually, if you tweak the way you work this part of your business, you'll make more money or you'll grow this way or whatever. It allows me to do the thinking rather than sending invoices or booking appointments or, you know, that sort of thing. And that's kind of what he's saying is like, actually, don't be afraid of this automation because the technology that is automating stuff is going to make you a much more effective individual. Which is why we have to teach creativity. It's why we have to teach interpersonal skills. Because if we haven't taught those, and this is my biggest fear for the current workforce, because in 10 years' time, when most of these jobs, most of these menial tasks are automated, the people that haven't taught themselves, of our generation, the people that haven't taught themselves creative thinking, they haven't taught themselves interpersonal skills, are going to find that they can't get work a well-paying level because we as a generation were told work hard, learn lots of information. You'll be fine. And working hard is not part of the formula to the same degree when you're dealing with menial tasks. Working hard now is about self-education, uh, which they, they mentioned in that um, lifelong learning, as I said earlier, it's self-education. It's about, looking at things from different angles, playing devil's advocate here and there, trying to like see if there's a better way of doing stuff. That is the real core valuable skill in our society in the UK right now. Yeah, and I think like there's there's a good book you can check it out called Averages Over. We've mentioned it a few times that kind of talks about this idea of relation between humans working with the machines. And I think you've got to kind of look at it as if we use you what you said with your PA work as an example. Back in the day, you might need several people to fulfill those tasks. Someone who does the accounts, someone who does the website, someone who does the over-the-phone talking, mm-hmm. someone that greets someone who walks through the door. So you're thinking four or five people in that company, but that's because you're deciding to embrace technology. And because of embracing that technology, you're as good as five people. Mm. And so you've got to think that actually if you can embrace the technology and get comfortable with it and work alongside it, you become a better person, but that's that's where you are now super valuable to a company because you've cut their costs massively by finding all this technology. But then imagine that person who can work with technology amazingly going against someone who doesn't have that skills. It's like, why am I going to hire someone who has the ability of five people? Um, why am I going to have someone who is just on their own who is one of those five or someone who has the ability to be all five of those people in one person? And I think mm-hmm. that's what he's saying is actually the economy, everything gets better when you can you're maximizing your skill, your value to a company Mm. rather than kind of focusing on that one individual thing. And I think a lot of people get kind of stuck in their sort of ways and say, no, no, but I am just an accountant. But it's actually, you know what, you might have to be an accountant now who's also a web designer, who's also this, it's kind of maximizing and leveraging all the technologies out there to make you kind of this sort of superhero in some ways of actually knowing how to control these things. Well, in many ways, kind of, again, using my example, I know... I mean, I'm not irreplaceable, but it would be difficult to find somebody easily and quickly to replace me if I was to say I'm leaving next week. And I'm very aware of that because the average individual can't do what I can do. The average people of our age can't do what I can do. And certainly people older than me will find it different. the only way I think you're really going to be able to get somebody that can do what I can do as far as I can tell is to hire someone younger than me mm-hmm. really 
I mean, that's a very sweeping generalization, but it's because we as people our age and younger have been playing with technology for so long that we know how to be a little bit creative with it. But the sad thing is, is we've had to learn that ourselves. That's why at the minute geeks are taking over the world because the geeks understand this stuff and they understand the creative thinking around technology. They understand how you can leverage it to make yourself more productive, more efficient. The average Joe doesn't have a freaking clue. Mm. I can still show people again our age some of the stuff that i do to make my job easier and they go bloody hell that's cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it shouldn't we shouldn't be in that position Mm -hmm. we should be in a position where it goes oh yeah no of course yeah no that makes total sense yeah there's one point he makes he obviously go and i'm just going to skip that next point but just for a second but the part about sort of they want to create this sort of lifelong learning sort of future skills account or something to enable people to constantly learn i was just like in my head it just popped through and i think in some ways i think the government needs to learn how to reward reskilling relearning i mean i think people should generally do it off their own backs for their own help but imagine if like the government said okay if you're upskilling yourself on something that we know is valuable to society we'll give you a tax break on that thing or we're going to say, you know what, you, you get part of you, your tax break goes up to 15K a year if you spend that 2K on upskilling yourself in a course that's on coding or it's in AI or it's in robotics or it's in online marketing. It's stuff that we know is super valuable and we're, we're not, it's not good enough at the moment. I think they're the things you should be doing rather than actually, I think a lot of the time I've, I've seen when people go into these sort of like um, courses they force you to do and you're on job seekers. And it's like they are training you to be in those menial tar- jobs that are not going to exist. It's like they could be a lot more valuable stuff. I know, it's crazy. It's sadly ironic. It's crazy. And you're going for those very, very low-paid menial tasks that eventually are going to disappear. But they're the first jobs they pay job seekers. They send job seekers on those courses to do. And it's just like, it's not. it's that kind of... Again, it's that band-aid approach. It's like stop it for now, but we'll wipe it under under the mat. But there's a bigger vision, like how you, we need to just upskill people for the actual future that's going to exist. And mm-hmm. the scary thing that Gary Vee says is he's so much closer than we actually think. We're all like acting as if it's not going to happen. Look how quickly we're trying to pretend it's not there. As has the government yeah, for this long. Look how quickly driverless cars came into our ideas right now and they're saying okay we're expecting next year and there's places in like san francisco that have driverless delivery vans and they're dropping stuff up like that's crazy that happened overnight because they just put out a little bit of it it was happening it was already there but now they're already writing the laws and what's going to happen because the government said oh wait a minute that means they could mostly be electric they probably won't have as many crashes and and they've they've stacked it to say actually that's actually more efficient for us and it's actually going to make the company the whole country more money and it's something they're going to push now the same is why they're embracing all this ai and um even like blockchain and stuff like that they're kind of realizing oh shit this stuff is way more efficient and actually we can save money by using this kind of technology Mm -hmm. and it's only when they see that it's like soon you're not going to see gas bloody uh petrol cars anymore because suddenly going oh wait a minute we can actually make them electric. They can be just as good, and actually, it's probably more efficient because now we don't well, have to buy this. Well, well, I've got a. I don't know if I've told you this. Go on. You know the electric car deal thing. Mm. The where all the cars buy what was it twenty forty something like electric. That. Yeah. It's not quite what the headlines implied. If you read the small print, what does it say? They have to be. Uh, oh, hybrid. They have to be half and at half. At least hybrid. Yeah. 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 Um. You're, I don't think 
I'm going to, no, I was going to go off topic significantly about the stuff about petrol, but mm, yeah, let's not get, I'm not going to go there. But, but even that is going to be a touch where people go, wait a minute, half my car is electric. Does that mean the full thing can be? It's kind of, again, just embracing it into society. And I think uh-huh. that's what's going to happen where we're going to see it just people switching over. I think people are just being like, there's a better way to do this and we know we can do it. And I think I heard like a stat the other day, like, I think like, I think it was on, I don't know, was it 3% of, well, actually, the whole, currently the world is run on 25% renewable energy and I think it's based on only covering 3% of the planet or something like that. And it just uh-huh. blows your mind that actually the sun does enough power on the whole earth to power it like m- thousands of times the whole earth just on the sunlight alone. Yeah, but they've no... I know. Uh, I'm really trying to avoid not getting all conspiracy theory and political. But they've known this shit for freaking years. Yeah. yeah, it's true. This is where I get really frustrated with 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 the system. Mm. And this is where I do get like tinfoil hat a little bit. <laughs> right? Because they've known that for know, years. They've know. known how to run cars. My my granddad explained to me when I was a kid how they used to they know how to run cars on freaking water. Mm-hmm. Right? And they didn't do it because it didn't fulfill their freaking agenda. The same thing's happening with the education system. With a fluid education system where the curriculum's changing all the time, they can't measure and they can't put league tables out there to the same degree. So they can't say to the rest of the world, look how educated we are. That's what this boils down to ultimately. The whole thing with Uber and Uber being banned in London, that has fuck all to do. I'm sorry. It has fuck all to do with public safety and it has everything to do with tax and money. It has nothing to do with safety. This education has nothing to do or or what the governments have been doing has nothing to do with what's best for the individual. It has everything to do with how the, how they look on the global stage. That's what it's all about. And the same with the cars, the same with the technology. It's all about freaking control. There you go. This might have to be rebranded as the uh, Wayne Super Rant episode. I'm. It, it angers me so much yeah. though, man, because... As we've said at the very top of the episode, this is no freaking secret. Mm-hmm. It all it takes is common sense. But I think this but stuff they have is... avoided looking at it for whatever reason, and to the detriment of society. Well, what I think is like I generally think this stuff is being outed. It's not being outed as quick as possible. You've got people like Elon Musk is saying, "Look, it can be done, and I'm going to do it, and I know it's the right thing to do." And so I do think it's coming out. And I think the same way with Gary Vee when he's saying, "You companies are spending shitloads on marketing, and it's a waste of money." He's saying, "I'm going to out the truth and tell you what you're doing wrong." And I think a lot more people are just becoming aware, like you say, that technology does exist to make cars run off water and stuff. It has for years. But it's just, I think people are going, okay, but why aren't we doing that? And now people have enough say because they can have a voice to actually say, actually, why aren't we putting our dollars into that people who are creating that crowdfunder that's now going to make the first water run car and that gets produced? And who knows what happens from there? But I just think that seems to be where it's going. There was another article I read recently as well, which is kind of on that education topic, is this idea that they're now saying the government are now pushing universities that they have to produce a two-year degree. Yes, I saw that. It's recent, recent yeah. news, breaking and, news, and I, wasn't it? Really? And I think that's on that same sort of thing. It's like, oh, wait a minute, they were getting away with what you can teach it quicker, and it doesn't have to well, be. Well, if a... you think about it, did you ever calculate how much of of the year we were at university? I know, I know. It, it was is... bang on six months. Yeah, six months, half of the year. Yeah, we were only at university for half yeah. of the year. Now, paying 
at the time, three grand a year, now nine grand a year. If you said to the students, how about we take <laughs> six months from the six, we take, three, uh, three we take the final year, the six months, we split it into two, three months, and you spend nine months yeah. in your first year and nine months in your second year, and you can have nine grand off your degree. And not even just nine grand. Imagine the expenses of actually living. And yeah, right. And the, high, and the year of actually And of course work. the students will go, yes, please. Yeah. And so now they're pushing for that, and it's kind of another example of shit. If that's possible, why was it stretched for so long? Why did it need to be? And again, obviously, it's going back to the university as a business to do it, but it just it's interesting that these things, people are pressurizing the system. People saying, actually, no, that's too expensive to go to university for that price. Enough people moan about it. Oh, okay, we can do it in two. It seems to be that there is a something's happening where people are having a bit more say and I think that's what's kind of pushing things but who knows like you say like this commission this report could come out and they do nothing about it unfortunately I'm I'm one of those people that just believe like okay again maybe the governments don't always work in the individual's best interest but then that's where you have to become self-reliant and understand that you need to upskill yourself to kind of manage in that sort of system and i think it's horrible to say but again it's not work there to be it's, it's again it's there to make you comfortable not to not to kind of make you prosper in some ways mm -hmm. so i know it's a bit of a rennie there but yeah but i think do you know what this whole commission if nothing else the the big positive i take from it is a the fact that actually now the government has been told categorically through research through commission that they asked for that categorically you're in trouble from an education standpoint if you don't change and also the other positive is for me this feels like validation for what we do in terms of not to say we were right all along but actually the fact that we have been talking about this stuff for four years and the people that are listening and tuning in every week, it, for me, it's validation that actually we're not just blowing smoke up our own asses, you know, if mm. that's even the right phrase. Um, <laughs> but just to kind of say the people that have been listening in know this already. And mm. hopefully knowing that have acted upon what we've been talking about all along and hopefully setting yourselves up for something much better than what most people have been set up for by the system. Mm -hmm. And for me, that that's one of the biggest positives I take out of it is, is to kind of go, do you know what, what, what we're doing by talking about this is worth talking about. Mm -hmm. And you can only like, you've got to think as well. You don't want to be like, they're showing these graphs of like the bottom and the top now. And they're saying that actually like, obviously technology is making the most millionaires, but at the same time, automation is making that discrepancy between the lowest and the highest so much wider. And I think it's getting to that point where unfortunately that low is going to keep, keep dropping. Yep. They're going to keep dropping out and it's up to people to get reskilled, new jobs, mm. new ideas, more creativity that actually everybody brings up to an even level. Otherwise you are going to have this kind of all these people who are the multi-millionaires and they're going to just have to be supplementing everybody else and it'll be that basic income and who knows where that might end up but at the moment I think we're just trying to say to people look this is what's happening you need to do something about it you need to think about it and you need to just again it comes down to just being on top of it being educated on what's happening and kind of moving with that you've got to otherwise it's just moving too quickly that you'll just be kicked out of it yeah, keep your finger on the pulse, man. Mm -hmm. That's that's the crux of it. Just keep your finger on the pulse. And if you are a teacher, please, please don't stop kids from using their smartphones in the classroom. I think that's <laughs> one of the biggest things that's stunting their growth. I really do. I really do. Unfortunately, those teachers have got 
certain targets they have to hit and yeah, I, I well, can imagine why yeah. they tell them to put no, it away. And I, so. I have all the sympathy in the world for, yeah. and I, I do want to say, I don't blame the teachers whatsoever for this mm-hmm. at all. It's the system that the teachers have been told that they have to work within. And it's difficult because I know, I know for a fact, because I know enough teachers that the teachers are saying all this stuff as well. Mm-hmm. It's not the teachers that are the problem. It's the system that they've been, the game that they've been told to play. Um, so if, if you can, teachers, I know you're working hard as it is, just try and push it in the right direction because, my God, the future generations need it. Jesus, they're <laughs> fucked, <laughs> as are we. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> um, Yes, so that was a very rant. Was, I got more fired up than I expected to actually about that. <laughs> I, I saw the when you put it on the notes, I was like, "Oh yeah, that'll be a good thing to talk about," and just straight away just got me Aggie, <laughs> <laughs> Aggie Wayne. No. Um, but anyway, so yeah, check it out. We'll put up a link to it. Yeah, so the link will the be on there. We there's loads of stuff in there that that I think will kind of ring true if you've been listening to the show for a long time. Um, so definitely check it out. It'll be on the website. The link to that. Um, and just keep an eye on it. It'll be interesting to see if anything actually does change. But it has to, I think. It has to, but I still don't think it'll be for a while. No. Oh, no, it'll be another 10 years minimum. Uh-huh. Of course. Minimum. <laughs> and even then, it'll be like, uh, yeah, we're going to give all the kids a smartphone. <laughs> uh, that's it. Band-Aid it. We've, yeah. That's it. We've solved the problem now. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> well yeah. done, kids. It's like, oh, we're going we're gonna to teach the kids how to code HTML. <laughs> How to send SMS texts. (laughs) We're going to set them up an email address for their school account. (laughs) Well, we're now teaching the kids how to use technology because they can send an email. Yeah, but miss, I could send an email anyway. (laughs) Yes, but it doesn't matter, does it? Because uh, we've told you how to do it, so we've ticked our box. Yeah. On that note, (laughs) see you later. (laughs) Let us know know what you think about Ranty Wayne. I think he needs to go home. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You need a, I think you need a wet flannel. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I need a beer. That's what I need. Right. <laughs> uh, let us know what you think. Please hit us up on Twitter at PN underscore podcast. Uh, hashtag Ranty Wayne. Um, <laughs> um, or send us an email, Wayne at powerfulnonsense.com for me or Jem at powerfulnonsense.com for Jem. That's spelled C E M. And. Um, yeah, I'm not going to ask for any iTunes reviews because some people might be offended, so uh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for tuning in, guys. And we... Well, I should have a sign-off. I want a proper sign-off catchphrase. Go on, not like we... we should, I'm going to have to experiment with, with a few. Um, may the force be with you. See you later. <laughs>